Oh, being a leader is just really uh, kind of showing up every day, trying to do your best for those around you. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. It, it was an interesting journey for me. And I, I'm a big believer in, in things happen for a reason. And um, just over just almost six years ago, we were creating home space as a as a brand new organization. And um, I was on the board of directors um, helping to do that. And one of our board colleagues just said, you know, it's really important that this organization succeed for the work that we're going to do moving forward. And given your background, I think you should look at leading it. Welcome to the Joe Momo Presents podcast. This is the Calgary Leader Series. Let's start the show. really excited to have my next guest on the podcast. She's the Chief Executive Officer at Homespace Society. Great leader. Welcome to the podcast, Bernadette Magell. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, perhaps you could let the listeners know who you are and what you do. Sure. My name is uh, Bernadette Magell and I'm with Homespace. And we are a nonprofit housing developer, owner and operator in the affordable housing sector here in Calgary. Awesome. And offline, we're talking a little bit about uh, the recent project you finished, the uh, I believe the Neoma project, where you're converting yes. uh, vacant office space to affordable housing. Uh, perhaps you could talk more about that. <laughs> oh, I'd love to. It's my, my favorite thing to talk about these days is uh, Neoma. So Neoma is the former Dome Petroleum headquarters here in Calgary that had been sitting vacant, um, like many other buildings downtown Calgary. Uh, for the last few years and um, just over a year ago we started the renovation of the building to create um, a new home for the in from the cold as well as 82 units of affordable housing so we took this old very old building and turned it into something super functional and beautiful and bright and vibrant that will bring families and kids back to the downtown core which we're super excited about that's awesome. Um, before we move further, I'd be interested to know how you got to your current role today, um, being the CEO of Homespace. Uh, perhaps you could share a little bit of how you got to where got to, got here to from the beginning. Yeah, you know it's interesting. It, it was an interesting journey for me, and I, I'm a big believer in, in things happen for a reason. And um, just over just almost six years ago, we were creating Homespace as a as a brand new organization, and um, I was on the board of directors um, helping to do that. And one of our board colleagues just said, "You know, it's really important that this organization succeed for the work that we're going to do moving forward. And given your background, I think you should look at leading it." And I was like, "Oh, I'm not sure that that's really the role for me, but um, you know, it was just." It was compelling. It was a compelling argument and the work that we were doing was important and I was very passionate about it. So, you know, it's I, it was just one of those things where the the right moment in time and the right opportunity. And um, yeah, so it was just it was, you know, uh, some people's journey so linear around, you know, I got my education, I applied here. And, but I think in this case, it was just one of these things that um, was meant to be for me. Awesome. Um, so. Homespace is a charitable real estate developer. Uh, what's maybe 
a big thing that home space does that people don't know about? You know, I think it's really, uh, it's really around the impact that we have. And I think that, you know, when we talk about affordable housing, um, there's lots of conversation around NIMBY. There's, you know, our neighbors are hesitant when we're moving into their neighborhood around what, um, who our residents might be and, and what challenges they're coming with. But I think um, the one thing that people don't know about is just the impact that we have on the lives of the people that we house. Um, you know, I, I'm a big believer in, and history and data and all that stuff shows that nobody can uh, move forward in their life if they don't have a safe, affordable place to call home. And once you've got that, then everything else can be looked at. So if you've got employment challenges, if you're struggling with mental health or addiction, the ability to be safe will forever change your life moving forward. And I think that's really the one thing that people lose sight of um, in the work that we do. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing. Uh, being part of the industry, real estate industry, um, what do you say the biggest challenge is uh, with the work that you do? Well, on the real estate side, uh, the biggest challenge is just the, the changing environment in Calgary. It just seems to be, you know, it, it, it's always a new challenge, whether it's right now, you know, supply chain issues, labor challenges. Um, when we're in the boom, it's just availability, um, cost escalations, that kind of stuff. So I think it's just, it's so unpredictable and um, it's it's a market that things can kind of change really quickly in, um, you know. So the it's it's not for the it's not for the faint of heart, and that's why we really uh, created this model of focusing on the real estate for affordable housing because it is challenging. And so developing is one aspect, but once it's um, once we're, we've opened, like Neoma last week, we now hand it over to our property management side. And with property management, again, it's always it's very unpredictable. There's always something crazy happening at uh, one of our buildings, and you know. So I think it's just um, it's just so unpredictable. Absolutely, you'd mentioned not for the faint of heart. Um, so how do you build resilience in times of challenge? Obviously, there's ups and downs as a leader and um, leading a business. Uh, so how do you build that? Um, again, resilience, that coming back from challenge? No, I think the, um, probably one of the biggest things for me is leading by example, you know, showing up every day, um, being open and honest and transparent about kind of what some of the challenges are. Um, we really try to build uh, a safe environment in our workspace for, for our team to be able to, you know, um, be vulnerable to to express emotions and to to struggle um, kind of in in our office environment, um, and then beyond that, we try to have fun, and I think that's um, that's one of the things that will offset some of those challenges. Is just trying to be together as a team, have a bit of fun. Um, we had uh, you know everything yesterday. We had it was our anniversary event, and we had. Um, Julie Van Rosenthal do a cooking uh, demonstration for us and, uh, you know, just trying to come together in different ways and, and really appreciate and show gratitude for each other to, to come out on the other side. Because, you know, during the pandemic, we um, being in the business we're in and owning properties, we had frontline team that showed up every single day in a really kind of scary 
uh, world in the beginning of, of the pandemic. So coming out on the other side of that and just being able to be together as a team and, you know, show gratitude for what we've kind of come through together and um, have a little fun while we're doing it. <laughs> no, that's awesome. Uh, speaking of gratitude and a team, what does success look like uh, to you? It could be professionally, personally, uh, but what, yeah, what does the success look like? Oh, well, you know, I think uh, there's this, you know, grand vision of success. I think uh, personally, it's where, you know, we can house our most vulnerable in a safe way. Um, in a way that, you know, helps them improve their life and, and, and move towards their life goals. And I think that, you know, professionally, ultimately, that's what success looks like. But, you know, that creates changing um, a community in, in, in some cases around accepting what we're doing and, you know, the benefits of what we do. Um, you know, personally, I think it's just uh, I've got a family and um a son and you know friends and and it's just really nurturing those relationships and um making sure everyone in kind of my my world uh is happy and healthy and i i think that's really on a personal level what it looks like but you know i think um you know it's interesting one of our favorite movies as a family is 10,000 bc and and one of the reasons why is it talks about you know some people build a small circle around themselves where it's just you know their immediate family and then other people build kind of bigger circles where they include more in in their life and you know for us that's important as a family to be like to think about our community um and our networks on on a a bigger scale so i think for me it's making sure you know that bigger circle that we all live in um is is moving towards something better It sounds like just having that positive influence within your personal life and also in your community life, if you will, um, just making sure everybody is um, happy and uh, has what they need. Yeah, that's exactly. You said it much shorter than I did. <laughs> uh, speaking of family, um, how do you how do you have work like work life balance as a CEO of? a company obviously the company the business has uh challenges or um needs that you have to fulfill and then also you have the family aspect as well so how do you balance those two things because sometimes it's difficult for me so i'd love to know from other (laughs) leaders and experts like yourself how you manage to balance your time no i think it's um some days there is no balance and i think that's really the thing to acknowledge is some days you get to have family time and your schedule allows that where you can carve out kind of some unique time. Um, and some days, uh, you just don't, you don't get to have that. So the balance may not be every single day, but I think it's important to do it on kind of the, uh, on a bigger scale. So for me, it just, and, and also being, I think forgiving of yourself and flexible and, and what balance looks like. I mean, a lot of times, um, with my son's schedule, for example, I'll have to leave work early, um, but then I'll work later into the evening. Um, and so, especially when he was little, I did that a lot because um, it was so important to spend time with him. And they went to bed so early. So it was, you know, we'd spend that kind of quality time um, earlier in the evening, get him to bed. And then, you know, I would work um, after that. And, and, and that that's what worked for me. And I think it's just really as a family and, you know, finding 
what works for you as a family. My husband and I always, um, we loved it when our when our son was little because he went to bed early. And then we, we would have some time together. Now he stays up later than we do. And so it's it's different trying to create that uh, family balance. But, um, you know, I think it's really just um, uh, understanding that balance will vary. Right now we were getting ready for the opening of our building last week. And so, you know, there was we had I had work to do and so there was a real focus on that and you know now we're coming into Thanksgiving weekend where we can just spend some time together as a family so I think it's just acknowledging balance will vary as you go through life (laughs) no I love that just that it's very fluid and dynamic and you never know or you're never going to be perfect just accepting that and just doing your best (laughs) (laughs) balance the best of your ability um for inspiration do you find inspiration through reading or listening to content what what sort of things have inspired you recently um you know i for for inspiration i you know for me it's closer to home uh, around just talking like talking to the people that we work with and you know stories of um you know trauma and triumph coming from that and just the people so for me, I get a lot of inspiration just with the work that I do. Um, so if I'm not working or kind of with with our family, you know, I'm I, I, a ton of leadership books and stuff like that to try to develop individually. But you know, um, truthfully, my my um, I really like true crime stuff. So I don't get much inspiration from there, thankfully. <laughs> yeah. um, but that's you know that's my downtime when I'm reading is usually some kind of uh, very random uh, podcast there, but uh, you know, a lot of times it's just um, uh, reading uh, some professional development for sure, and just surrounding myself with um, great people, and whether that's professionally or personally, is uh, seems to be kind of a, a constant source of inspiration. Awesome, yeah, I love the true crime genre as well. Uh, my <laughs> wife actually got me into them, so <laughs> definitely on my podcast too. We'll have to share. <laughs> Exactly. Um, make sure I'm not missing any good ones out there. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so in terms of what you're curious about right now, is there anything that's top of mind uh, in the city or professionally or personally uh, that you could share? Oh, that's, you know, that's an interesting question. I think, you know, for me, I'm curious to see, you know, what, how our city will develop. I think, you know, coming out of the pandemic, so many people learn so many things and, we're getting people really back downtown and into the core now. And so I'm really curious to see um, as a people, how we evolve going through what we did, you know, in terms of what we value and, you know, just seeing um, the impact of people coming back and, and getting back together um, in person and, and how that'll evolve who we are and uh, the lessons that we learn. Um yeah, I think that's what I'm most curious about to see how we come out on the other side of, of what everybody's been through the last few years. Absolutely. Speaking of that topic, uh, how has Calgary changed when you first started uh, to today? Oh, you know, it's uh, it's been interesting because, I, you know, through our work, but even through my time in Calgary, um, it's completely changed uh when i started uh in this work we're in the middle of a boom and so 
you know, every office was building. There were, you know, um, cranes everywhere and there was just so much going on. And then um, having seen, you know, working downtown with, you know, a 30% vacancy rate in office building and, and just, you know, you could feel uh, it, it, being downtown, you could feel like the, the absence of vibrancy and, and so, and then now again, coming out of it where your economy is starting to turn around and things are getting better and you've got people coming back down. Like it's just, um, so it's been this really kind of crazy roller coaster since we started in this work and kind of going through so many different cycles. But I think, you know, earlier you asked about resiliency and I think that's the one thing that's kind of been really interesting is that regardless of what's happening, people adapt and you know, kind of step up and and uh, and keep going, and I think that's been what's been most interesting to watch happen. Mm, I love that. Just adapt and keep going. It sounds like the theme of the podcast of <laughs> a lot of leaders. Just gotta be resilient and adapt to challenges. But uh, no, I love that. Um, I only have a couple more questions here for you, uh, Bernadette. Um, one question I love to ask my guests all the time is. What's maybe one question that you never get that never get asked that you wish you would be asked? Oh, oh that's a tough question. <laughs> a little bit of a head scratcher. <laughs> you know, I think the one thing is, uh, which I rarely get asked, is you know why I do this work um, because it is it can be very challenging, uh, and I think that that's probably one of the things because I think you know. Uh, why and you know there's been a lot of stuff around you know the golden circle and starting with the why and i think that's you know meant in a professional capacity but i think it's really uh important in a personal capacity so i think you know for me personally i rarely get asked why i personally choose to do to do this work mm. so you can imagine my next question why do, I do, <laughs> why do you choose to do this work <laughs> so i grew up in nova scotia and you know uh I grew up, I was born in Cape Breton and that family there and, and grew up in Halifax, Dartmouth. And, you know, I don't recall when we were growing up um, uh, seeing, you know, really visible homelessness because, you know, as a community, when, when somebody suffered, whether it be, you know, um, a, a loss in, in a family member or a job or something like that, like the community just rallied around um, individuals and, you know, I'm sure there was kind of the invisible homelessness uh, when I was growing up, but I just, you know, the importance of building community and, and stuff like that was just, I, I didn't realize it until I moved out here and, you know, where there was a, a very visible homeless population and people who are struggling with mental health and addiction and, you know, talking, as I mentioned earlier, like inspiration from talking to some of our residents and the trauma that they've experienced that got them to where they were and, you know, this lack of resiliency in, in many cases where they didn't have a network and, you know, a group of people to rely on. And I think, you know, it's it's our job as individuals to try to to help those who, who need it most and whether it's, you know, in the work we do or, or personally. And so I think for me, just knowing how important housing is, and I, and I think that's being able to provide somebody with safety and hope and 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 that's why I you know personally choose to work in this sometimes super challenging space mm, I love that I love your insights and providing the audience with some really great uh stories and experience 
Uh, I only have my last question to you. Um, what are you proud of? I guess you kind of already answered this, but what are you proud of that we haven't maybe touched on so far in the interview? You know, I'm, I'm just on a, on a personal level, I'm really proud of uh, my family and like where they're at today, you know, uh, my relationships uh, that I've got. Um, and personally, I'm just, you know, so proud of the team that we work with. Um, and this just dedicated group of individuals who do very hard work every day and with a smile on their face and, um, you know, with a joke and just being able to um, really impact the people we serve. And so I think it's just, I'm just so proud of our team here. And, um, you know, from a, just a, a, an actual thing, I'm incredibly proud of our office conversion. It's, on uh, 7th Avenue and 6th Street, right in the downtown core. And it's, I think, the prettiest building downtown. So, um, <laughs> you know, just, um, it was uh, a challenging accomplishment, but, it, you know, to, to finish a project like that on time, on budget, and, and really produce something beautiful that's going to have an incredible impact. No, and we picked, and that's why we picked Neoma. Neoma means um, new beginnings or new moon. And it's, you know, a new beginning for this building, for the downtown core and for the residents who live there. So, you know, professionally, we're super proud of that. You know, ask me something in a month, it'll be something different, but we're just, we just opened the building. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll definitely keep an eye out and uh, yeah, watch out for that. What's, um, what's something the listeners can do to help support the mission, you or home space? You know, I think it's uh, it, the, it's a wide range, you know, Obviously, we're always we're a charitable organization, so we'll always accept donations. Um, but I think um, beyond that, it's really just supporting projects uh, in in different communities throughout the city. And I think it's just maybe taking a beat when they see something that you know that's perhaps unpleasant, and just understanding that you don't know the journey that got people to where they are today. Nobody wakes up and chooses to be homelessness or, or to be struggling. And so I think it's just showing a little bit of compassion for, for, for the unknown and, and what's happening in our community. Love that. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the podcast, Bernadette. I hope you've had a blast like, like myself um, speaking with you. Um, where can our listeners connect with you online if they want to reach out? Uh, our website is homespace.org and all of our contact information is there. And Thanks so much for having me today. You're you're really a joy to uh, have a chat with. So I appreciate it. I appreciate that. And my last question, my actual last question <laughs> to end the podcast is, um, what does being a leader or leadership mean to you? Oh, being a leader is just really uh, kind of showing up every day, trying to do your best for those around you. Hi, I'm Bernadette Mashdell, and you're listening to Joe Homo's Presents. Thanks again for watching the Joe Momo Presents podcast. For more episodes, check out joemomo.com slash podcasts. All right. See you next time.